Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee. So this is an Ask Dr. Nee segment. Haven't done this segment, this type of Q&A in a while. It's been close to a year, but I've been getting questions sent to me through Facebook, Instagram, email, and just want to say, like, if you go to the website right now, if you go to drneedarko.com on the right side of the website, there's a blue button where you can literally leave me a voicemail type question where you can ask any type of question that you want to ask me. If you want to know anything about personal finance, if you want to know how we do things in our house from a personal finance standpoint, how we paid off our loan, how we deal with a locum schedule, you can go ahead and ask that question there. Every now and then we get a question through there and I really love hearing the voice messages. So don't forget about that. And then I think next in terms of the order, I would have to say I'm on Instagram a lot. So if you have any questions, send me a question through Instagram. Oftentimes you may get an answer instantaneously, but I'm doing a lot of catching up right now and I'm seeing that I've been getting some questions from Facebook and that's probably the hardest way to get in touch with me just because I just find Facebook to be, I don't know, Facebook to me is just slower. It's not as intuitive to me as everything else. So for everyone who's been sending me questions on Instagram and maybe even LinkedIn, I got to apologize. I got a special guest. I got Dr. Renee. What's good? How you doing? Hey, Dr. Nee. What's up, Docs Outside the Box Nation? So back by popular demand, <laughs> you doing your maternity leave thing? I am. I'm doing maternity leave. I'm on maternity leave. And how you liking it? So far, so good. About a month in. Tomorrow, actually, will make me a month in. And I'm enjoying my little boy. And You mean our little boy? <laughs> Don't get all possessive now. <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> our little boy and enjoying watching his big brother welcome him into the family. It's been a really good transition for his big brother. Yeah, he's kind of handled it like a champ. Yeah, he really has. It's like the baby's been here all his life, which is nice. And how are you enjoying paternity leave? I'm loving it. You're I'm loving, loving it. it? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. When I first talked about it, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to take an extended paternity leave. But definitely looking back when we first had our son, our first son, and only taking what, I think two weeks? You took two weeks. Two weeks off. I just felt like I just wanted more time. But the way in which I did my schedule, I was home every day. You were home every day. That was the best part. But I think now realizing that there's two kids in a house, very young, you're going to need some help. Taking this extended paternity leave has been great. Good. I'm excited to have you home. I'm not sick of you yet. So What, next by what? Let's say by the end of the week? Yeah, probably by the end of the week. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh She says that now, audience. Y'all need to check in now. No, you're a great great dad. You are (laughs) a great dad. I said it like three times. So I got you on the show because we're going to answer some questions. Well, actually a question that I think is a really good one, but I think it's going to take some time. So let's answer this question first, but hold on. Before we do this, let's take a moment to give a shout out to everyone who has been leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. 
I got to say thank you very much to everyone who's been leaving five stars. Anybody who leaves less than five stars, I definitely think you're a hater. <laughs> you know. Stop it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. If you leave less than five stars, it's all good. I understand. But everybody who's been leaving me a review, it is much, much appreciated. So let's take a moment just to read some of the reviews because it really does help. It really helps the show to grow. And like I said, with all the algorithms with Apple Podcasts, I don't know why, how it works, but basically it makes the show a lot more visible for other people to see. So this review is from P.F. Morales. It says, highly recommended podcast, came in July 10th, 2019, and gave us five stars. Nice. That's what we like. And it says, have thoroughly enjoyed DOTB, short for Docs Outside the Box podcast for a while now. Dr. Nee is informative and entertaining. So P.F. Morales, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Right now, we got about 329 ratings right now. Wow. That's... Kind of awesome. Yeah, we're doing all right there. We're building a community, right? We're building mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like-minded people who really enjoy it. So I just want to say thank you all. Once again, the best way to thank any podcast, whatever it may be, whatever the show may be, is literally just take about a minute or so, get on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a message, let me know what you think about the show, what you don't like about the show, and that way I can really learn. What's going on? And trust me, I'm not going to think you're a hater if you leave less than five stars. I promise. Okay, I'll leave less than five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you fill this out? I made you fill this out like five times already. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let's get to the point. So we got some question from a writer who wrote this a while ago. Everyone, please just don't even send me a message to Facebook. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. This message was sent to me back in April mm. and I'm only getting to it now. It's just really hard for me to sometimes keep track of questions. They're leaving a question on a page or if they're leaving a question on my personal, it's hard. So listen, if you want to send me a question, send me at drneedarko.com or hit me up on Instagram. It's at drneedarko, whatever it may be, just Facebook. Make that the last choice you leave because it just takes forever. <laughs> but this question is from B, and this is a really good one. It says, hi, Dr. Darko. Would love to get your opinion on my current situation. I have listened to many of your podcasts and know about your story and saw a post from you on Physician Side Gigs that really resonated with me. I am a critical care doc two years out of fellowship and recently left my W-2 job as I was feeling underpaid and overworked and joined the locums world full time. Damn, welcome to the damn party, yo. Basically. What's up? I am married and my wife and I are going through artificial reproduction to try to have kids. We know something about that. Oh, yeah. We know a lot about that. It's been a long road in that department and not sure if, when it will happen. Regardless, I am now doing locums about 14 days per month. (laughs) Are you sure you're not B? I literally feel like I fell off a cliff. I am terrified of having made a mistake and concerned I will feel too lonely by having to be away from my place for two weeks a month, particularly if I ever have a kid. Do you have any advice for me? Can locums get easier and can it work even if we have little kids? We love our city and don't want to move out, but I was feeling very burnt out working the hours I was working for the pay I was getting with the promise of one day, quote unquote, making partner. I would appreciate any advice, input you may have to give me. Well, first of all, yo, mad props, yo, for leaving that regular nine to five life uh-huh. and going into a locum's world. <laughs> Is being a doc, a private practice doc every nine to five? No, that's true, actually. <laughs> Let me correct that. that. That office life. That office life. There you go. But congratulations on doing that. I know it, it's a big deal to kind of detach yourself from the matrix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And kind of see things on the other side. So I'm going to let you go first because. Me? Yeah, I'm going to let you take the mic first and, and give some advice or what your thoughts are on this doctor's situation. 
This is a real situation. I mean, this is a really important question. First of all, thank you, B, for submitting the question. And it's just kind of like we were saying while you were reading it, me, that this really parallels a lot of our life. And I mean, literally up to like how the person works. Like right. 14, to, days yeah, a week, 14 days a week. Trying to do IVF. IVF. Well, technically I'm surgical critical care and trauma and general surgery, but I mean, yeah. critical care. I mean, so for me, it's like, does locums get easier? And I think she's asking a really good question. Sometimes we look at locums like, oh, well, you get to live your own life. You get to choose your schedule. You get to do whatever you want. But what are the consequences? Right. But what are the consequences? And we kind of talked about that on a previous episode, right? Yeah, we did an episode where my wife hates my locum schedule. (laughs) I hate your locum schedule. I'll put that on the show notes. Yeah, we did also the opportunity cost for working a certain way. And so I think, does it get easier? The answer is it depends. It depends on you. Now, she and her wife are obviously in a situation where I'm assuming it's her wife that's going to be carrying who's actually going through the IVF cycle. I don't think she mentions exactly which one of them is going through the IVF cycle. But let's just assume that it's her wife, because if she's working 14 days a month, it's probably not her. But it could be. It could be. And I think the answer is it depends. If she lives in a city where it's very saturated and it's hard to get locums gigs because it's very saturated or it's hard to get the pay that she wants as a locums because it's so saturated, then, yeah, that can really put a damper on their lifestyle. And so it kind of sounds like it's forcing her to have to travel to be able to make a certain amount. Now, she is trading dollars for hours, right? So that's something with locums that we have to kind of consider also. While locums does give you a lot of freedom, it still is, you're basically using your body to work, right? Because if you don't show up, you don't get paid. So it's not passive income. And so the question becomes, okay, well, can you do locums? And the times that you're off, the 14 days a week or 14 days a month that you are off, are there other things that you could be doing to supplement your income so that you're not so reliant on locums? And that's kind of what you did, Dr. Nee, was you started the podcast during the times that you were off. And then look at where we are now, 300 some odd reviews later, right? Three years later, your show is hustling and bustling, you're monetizing it. And so I think the answer is it depends. Yeah, I agree with you there. In terms of what I would say, I would definitely say, at least for the first part, which is the in vitro fertilization, I definitely say it's a long road. Mm-hmm. It's a tough road. So I would say keep the faith. And I hope that even though, like with us, my hope for you all is that you'll have plenty of ups. But if there are downs, my hope is that brings you two closer together, like it did with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I want to say with you all is, it's going to be tough. So I wish you if all the she's best. Not pre- if, if her partner isn't pregnant already, if her wife isn't pregnant already, considering she submitted this in April. I know, yo. <laughs> yo, give us an update. Let us know what's going on. I know, Tyler. yeah, we would like to know. Let us know. Are, you, are you guys or, expecting? Or not. So we will know. So yeah. let us know. Yeah. We would love to know and keep up with you. But I think that the way I look at this, I kind of look at this a little bit systematically, even though just embracing the life of a locums is 
very non-traditional and at times appears to not really have a structure. So I would definitely say that part of the whole process of being locums is really embracing the multiple ways that you can do things, right? Recently, I had a conversation with my wife because I was pretty frustrated with how just things were going in general with podcast, working, and just long story short, the conversation came up of stopping the podcast, stopping the other businesses that we're doing, and just really just focusing on being a doc in the box, just working and see how that would go. And literally, my wife just said, well, it doesn't matter. Like, you would not be happy just doing that one thing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So there's always going to be something that's pulling me to do something else, to do something more. So really, like saying no and stopping everything, that's not really an option. So the reason I bring that up is to let you know that there's something that's pulling you into this world of basically you controlling your own, the way way you work, (laughs) your own destiny and so forth. Something is telling you to go ahead and do this. So there's got to be multiple ways to do this, right? The way of just coming in and working Monday through Friday or whatever it may be, the normal way just doesn't work with you. So if you're working two weeks out of the month, basically you're working for a total of six months a year. To people who are not familiar with this type of lifestyle, they may be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Six months out of the year. But when you're working and you're on call and you're doing these long 24-hour shifts, people don't understand how long it takes for you to recover. Yeah, the recovery is. The recovery is really tough. So one thing I was thinking about is just considering different work models. Instead of working two weeks out of the month, is there a way that you possibly can do three weeks in a row? Is there a way that you can do a week on, a week off? But whatever it may be, try something different so that you can spend more time at home. Because I definitely, this year, into overdrive to pay off or to give us enough runway to take this time off, you know, I missed my family. But looking back, I could have been a lot more efficient with things. So I always tell that to people is just try to be as efficient as possible. And remember, like nobody is judging you. There's nobody who's going to show you the proper way to do things because there isn't. So maybe you do three weeks in a row or maybe you do one week, but also consider maybe bringing your wife with you. Is it possible that she can come with you? I know that it's possible that at this time that she may be doing IVF. So that may be something that's not possible. But if she's not, consider her coming with you. We did that actually in February and we did that a lot. Actually, when I was traveling to different parts of the country this year, as well as in years previous, my wife would come. And at one point I brought my son with me and it just made it seem that much easier when you're doing these long calls and you come home and your family's there with you. It really helps a lot. The other thing is, is there an opportunity for you to do locums closer to home, Uh right? Whether that's at your local community hospital or just maybe someplace that you don't have to literally fly out to someplace that maybe you can drive to do locums and come back home or even covering for a private practice yes out there if there's a private practice out there who covers a hospital and you can just go to them especially if they have like maybe one or two partners or whatever and just say hey if you want me to I'll be in your rotation schedule yeah i think if this person is a critical care doctor then Maybe you can cover for pulmonology and do pulmonology for some time Uh and cover that. That may be able to help you out and bring some extra income also. The other thing I would recommend to you both is, and I know this is tough while you're going through IVF, is see if you can keep your expenses low. How low can you get your expenses? Try to cut the fat or try to remove things that you really don't need. And the reason why I'm saying that is so that you can have enough runway 
take like, quote unquote, these like mini sabbaticals Uh or these mini retirements. People do this all the time in other fields. It's just that we don't hear about it so much in medicine. And just because we don't hear it that much doesn't mean that it's not possible. right? Right. So you can take three months off or maybe you can take two months off or however long you think that you may need. If you can keep your expenses low and be able to bring in a certain amount with locums, Maybe instead of it being six months, maybe you're only working four months. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Like you decide this, you have the certifications, you have the qualifications, you're a great doc, you're going to do great no matter what, but it's up to you to really decide how you want this to work. So we've done that. We've kept our expenses low. It's allowed us to kind of do a lot of things that we would not be able to do if we lived in a major city. Another point that I would say also is have an endpoint in mind and discuss this with your partner. Bring them into how you think, bring them into this whole realm of locums and how you want to work, how much money you're going to make, how often, how long do you think this will last for so that you all can work in unison? And when I say endpoint, I mean, how long do you think you're going to be working like this? Do you think that you'll work locums for a year, two years, six months, and then go and grab an employed position? Or do you think you're going to be doing this for a significant period of time? So just have the endpoint in mind, discuss that with your partner. And just quote unquote, as I always say, dream together, okay? Start working together as a team. And then the other thing, Dr. Renee mentioned it a little bit is, I always think it's important to think about alternative sources of income. That way you don't feel the pressure to anytime you need cash, anytime you need to have something in the house that you have to go out and go trade time for dollars and go put yourself in the hospital to work. So have you considered real estate? Have you considered starting some type of online business? Is there anything that you're really passionate about, that you really enjoy, that in some form or fashion you can monetize? Is there a way you can work with pharmaceutical companies and get paid to do talks and things like that? So just really realizing that there are just multiple ways for you to make money and really realizing that there are multiple ways for you to determine your schedule, that's my biggest advice for you. Yeah, I think one of the things that I would also add to that list is Keeping your expenses low, but I'm also thinking, what about your income? Is there any way to negotiate a higher rate for your locum's work? Because if you can negotiate a higher rate for your locum's work, that might actually decrease the number of hours that you're putting into locum's. So I think that's something that you should really consider. I know oftentimes when people are working with locum's, they don't necessarily negotiate, but the rate that the locums companies are offering you, or if even if you're doing it, you know, privately through a hospital, all of that is negotiable. So don't be afraid to negotiate a higher rate so that that way you might be able to decrease the amount of time that you're outside of the house. Episode 127 I did with Kwame Christian. Make sure you listen to that. On there, we talk about the basics of negotiation. So if you feel like you may not be so adept at negotiating, this is a great primer to kind of get yourself ready to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that B asks is about kids. Can you do locums when you have little kids? And the answer is, again, it depends, right? The beauty of locums is that oftentimes you can make it look like whatever you want it to look like. And so if you want to be able to do locums with little kids, then you will find a way to do that. You will find a way to do that. It's not fun being away from home or when one of you is away from home 
for 14 days out of the month. Trust me, that was our life for the last nine, 10 months with me being outside of the home about half the month. So that's not really fun. It's feasible. It's doable. It just wasn't the best way to spend the last 10 months. So we're kind of talking about rearranging things going forward now that we have our newborn. And so we're looking at alternatives. And speaking of alternatives, I know you love your city. I absolutely know. Apparently, I you, know where this is going. Yeah. You and your wife do love your city. And I totally understand that. But I would say be open to considering moving, even if it is temporary. So Nia and I, I'm from New York and Nia is from New Jersey, although he'll try to rep New York. I am from New York. Anyway, let's move on. And listen, how about this? Why don't y'all tell me this? Listen, if you were born in New York up until the age of what, 15? No, 10. Lived in New York and then moved to New Jersey. Could literally see the skyline from my house. It doesn't matter. Now you sound like. So I was born. I'm not even going to say who you sound like. Born and half raised in New York. <laughs> you sound like a presidential candidate. Right. <laughs> oh, from eight years ago. <laughs> I can see you from my house. <laughs> Actually, that was a pretty good impression. Well, thank you. No, that was horrible. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so I would say. Be open to relocating, even if temporarily. Let me get real smart with people. That, that's called geographical arbitrage. Oh. You like that, right? I do like that. SAT that's words and stuff. Word. Basically, move to a cheaper city. Yeah, moving to a cheaper city <laughs> just until you can get your financial bearings about you so that that way you can do the things that you want to do, but not necessarily sacrifice all the time that you're sacrificing right now. Yeah. I mean, so we did it. So what we did is we initially got married. We went to a small town uh -huh. and we wanted to be closer to home, but we just realized from a New York, New Jersey is just way too expensive. Way too expensive. The job market out there is not the greatest. We wouldn't get as paid as much as we want to get paid. And we wouldn't have the freedom really, even though we were even employed back then, we still wouldn't have their freedom to kind of do what we want to do. Right. So we just said, let's go to a cheaper place. We paid off our loans. Yeah, our more, in you know, three years. Was it? We had a three bedroom and one and a half bath. Yep. Townhome duplex kind of thing that we live for in. less than a thousand dollars. Nine hundred and twenty dollars a month. Exactly. Now, granted, we're five and a half hours from home, but we made it happen. You know, we were from home. our family when you say home. Oh, that's true. From our yeah. family. That's true. That's true. Home is where the heart is, right? <laughs> home is where your family is and your really? kids. Is right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So. We made it happen and it worked. And because of that, we've been able to turn around this significant amount of debt. And now we've been able to really go hard on savings, on investments and things like that. It has not been perfect. We've hit a lot of potholes. There's been a lot of some heartache going on, but we make it work. Right. And I think the other thing too to consider also is this is not an easy lifestyle, but I think if you get pushed into locums, there's really something that's pushing you to right. go into there. And I always, just like you made me think about what's the alternative, right? The alternative is going back and, and going back to doing what, literally going into the matrix. Yeah. You know? I mean, because you can always do that. Yeah, you can always do that. And that's the default, right? right? Like the default is, okay, I'm going to get up early in the morning. I'm going to go to this office. I'm going to see 40 patients or more. Go to this operating room on such and such a day. You know, I'm going to get home at 
at 7, 8 p.m. I'm going to keep doing charts like that's the default. So I agree with you. If you are doing locums, there is something pushing you. And you know what? Locums may not necessarily be your lifestyle. Your locums life at this point may be a means to an end. And so think about it in that way. Like, is this your end all be all lifestyle or is this a means to an end? Is this, you know, locums life a way of showing you that you do have options and that you are willing to take a leap of faith, you're willing to bet on yourself and do the alternative thing. I would really think hard about that and see where that takes you. I think we answered this question pretty good. So Mm -hmm. I hope this was helpful to you. Everybody else who's listening, who's going through something similar, I hope this kind of Q&A was helpful to you all. And once again, like hit us up. We're happy to go through these questions. I really love going through these questions because it keeps us on our feet, right? It helps us really kind of understand what's out there, what people are going through. And it's really interesting to see B literally having a very similar life (laughs) to how mine was. Very similar. Oh my gosh. I think they're in the vortex or something, or what do they call it? The twilight zone, or they're like on the other side, the Zorro side. It's like the movie Us. Before we go down that tangent, we're going to do a movie review for the next episode. Anybody who wants us to kind of go through some questions that they have, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Dr. Nee Darko or hit me up on email at Dr. Nee. That's D R N as in Nancy, I I at Dr. Nee Darko.com. So we're going to catch you guys on the next one. What do you think, Dr. Renee? You want to join us for the next one? If I'm invited. I have to think about that. I want y'all to write in. If you think she... <laughs> I'm teasing. Of course you invited. <laughs> you have no choice but to say that. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> hey, y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. But before I jet, remember one thing. We only got one life. Let's make it count and live outside the box. Peace. <laughs>